Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. It is a somewhat dangerous but necessary thing for us to speak about the great mystery of the man who is the eternal word of God. God who is man, born of a woman, this Jesus of Nazareth, son of Mary. How are we to make sense out of this revelation that this one who is the eternal one is in human flesh? How can he be weak, subject to human ignorance, subject to suffering, even death, while at the same time being fully divine, being uncreated, and yet created. God a very God, man a very man. We should, with great trepidation, begin to speak of these things. And yet, we have to speak. God made us with mouths to speak. We can't keep silent. We we just have to say something. It is by faith, which comes through the Spirit as a gift from God that we recognize this man in the flesh as God himself. But what is even more incredible to us is that this new condition of his existence, it is a new condition, something introduced to him in time of his very eternal existence, this new composition, and it is a composition of the divine and human. What is most incredible is that it is now permanent. As marvelous as it is that God became man, what is perhaps even more incredible is that this is not a temporary condition to which he subjected himself, not just a suit he put on to be taken off at some point, not just a temporary mission which comes to an end. No, this new condition and composition of his eternal person is now forever. It is his new permanent reality. That's something to contemplate for the ages. This is the humility of our God, of the love of our God. It is the power of our God that he would do this to himself for us in great love and joy. Now to accentuate this grand mystery of a seeming absurdity, and maybe even to rub it in the face of our enemies a little bit, The fathers like to express what is called communicatio idiomatum, the communication of properties in Jesus of Nazareth. That is, the relationship of the divine and the human in his person. What is that relationship in the one person, Jesus Christ, who is the eternal Logos, the eternal Son of God? He is the eternal son who now has a human nature, a human will, energy, mind. And when we behold and read about Jesus of Nazareth, we note in the gospel stories that he does divine things as a man and he does human things as God. That's that interchange and communication of those properties. In other words, the fathers love to talk about how a man walked on water. 
and how God wept. How a man fed 5,000 and how God became hungry. How a man calmed the sea and how God was beaten. How a man raised the dead, his friend Lazarus, and how God died on a cross. How a man turned water into wine. And today, we see how God marvels at the faith of a Roman soldier. Now, we marvel, not God. That's not something God does. We stand in amazement and wonder, not God. God doesn't need to marvel. God is not amazed. It's not something God does. There's nothing beyond or above him, nothing for God to marvel at. And yet today, the gospel tells us that God marvels. God stands in amazement. God stands in wonderment at the faith of a man. And Jesus declares, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. What pleases God? Faith. What causes God to marvel, even at a man? Faith. Everything that is not done in faith is sin. Faith saved the leper. Faith saved the thief on the cross. He who believes shall not be disappointed. And this soldier had faith. Great faith. And God himself marveled at the faith of a man. How would you like to cause God to marvel? <clears throat> Here God stands in wonder at a man. And he announces it to the world so loudly that it becomes memorialized for all time among all people, the faith of this soldier. We also today stand in wonder at the great faith of this man. But it is not enough for us to marvel at the soldier's faith. We also must possess and exhibit this very same faith. The faith of this singular man is to be our faith. It is to be the faith of all of us. And when we possess this impossible, seemingly impossible faith, God will marvel at us. God will stand in amazement at your faith and your love for him. You know, we say every time we are about to receive the holy body of this same Jesus of Nazareth into our bodies, we say with this soldier, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. What was this soldier's faith? Well, I think he simply recognized Jesus. That was his faith. He knew who Jesus was. He knew him to be the Son of God, the creator of heaven and earth. He knew that Jesus is Lord. The Jews did not know him, even though he was their God. He gave them the law. He was their husband. They didn't recognize him. They didn't love him. They rejected him. But this foreigner, this Roman soldier, recognized Jesus and he believed in him. He believed in who he was, in his goodness and his power, and he trusted in him. And he threw his life into his hands. Every human being is capable of faith. When God created you, 
When he gave you existence, when he gave you the very life you possess, on this very day, he included in that, in the very essence of who you are, a capacity to know him, to believe in him, to want him, to desire and trust him. There is no one, though, no one in existence who possesses the key to this love and faith other than you. You alone possess the key. You alone can open the door of your heart to Christ. That is how you are made. It's the very condition of your existence. Do you believe in Jesus of Nazareth? That he is the eternal God in flesh? That he is the self-same God who is now and forever offers himself to you in this Holy Eucharist which we shall receive this day, which we worship and adore. We worship and adore the man Jesus Christ, the enfleshed God. Not just his spirit, not just his divinity, we worship his whole person, body, soul, and spirit. We worship him and adore him. And he is given unto us today in this Eucharistic feast. He has come under our roof. The uncreated has united himself to the created. He exists now in a new condition, new to him. A new condition he has become for us. Do we believe this? And how do we respond to this new reality? Does this change everything for us? Or does this knowledge get compartmentalized? We're very good at that. Maybe we pull it out when it is convenient. Does this faith in Jesus Christ rule our life? What we think, who we talk to, how we spend our time and our money, what we eat, the desires of our heart, everything. Or does it just sit on the shelf, forgotten during the week? We pull it out on Sunday or here or there. Faith pleases God. And faith is the knowledge of who Jesus is. A knowledge that results in desperation for Him. In a desire and a hunger and a thirst for deliverance from sin. Deliverance from ignorance. A thirst for the wisdom of God. A desire to be close to Him. To please Him. To be filled with the fullness of His life and the Spirit. A hatred. Faith results in a hatred. We must hate. All things that come to stand between us and God. We must hate them with a perfect hatred. This is the faith that causes even God to marvel at his creation. That we could begin to believe and to know who Jesus Christ really is. And that this knowledge would change everything for us. Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. Lord, we are an unclean and a profane people. We are made of earth. We are not worthy that you should come among us, that you should take our very own flesh as your own. Lord, I am sinful and impure. I am not worthy that you should send your life-giving spirit to dwell within me. I am not worthy that you should come and make your abode, your Trinitarian abode within my very person. How can this be? How can this be? 
And yet, Lord, you are not only good and kind and merciful and humble and full of love for that which you have made, you are also powerful. You are able to cleanse this leper, but not only able, you are willing. And at your word, at the word, the logos of God, the eternal word which proceeds forth from God, this Son who has leapt down out of heaven, by which the worlds are made, by the word of God, Jesus Christ our Lord, we are healed, and we have been made a fit dwelling for God himself. God is united to man forever in Jesus Christ. He who has come forth from the grave, he now sits on high in majesty in our flesh. In the flesh of glorified man, there he sits. Our creator has become our brother. In our flesh, he has come under our roof so that we might in turn come under his roof and be made sons of God. This is our faith. This faith is a gift from God which we have all received, and yet we must open the door of this faith. And when we do, God himself and all the angelic host stand in amazement and marvel, and he is pleased. And we are no longer the same. This faith must change everything for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.